Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Chronicles, if you think just a minute, that means record. I, I, the Bible is not a myth. I, you know, it's really interesting when you read Chronicles, and I tell you, it's all in sequential order. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and then here you go. First Samuel, Second Samuel. And then 1 Kings and 2 Kings. Actually, it's interesting. You have 1 Kings. Let me just point this out. 1 Kings right here. Oh, oh. This is actually fantastic. Oh. Let me browse just a little bit up so you can see this. Oh. Here we got all of them. Genesis, beginning. Now, I know, unfortunately, we got... Uh, we're inundated in our society about evolution. We've got a movie out now. It's got monkeys in it, you know, whatever. But all you want to, the proof's in the pudding. That didn't happen. It didn't. I mean, and the book of Genesis, is that Jesus references the book of Genesis several times. His legacy is at stake. So if Genesis is wrong, the whole thing is wrong. Hence is why you've got people going around saying, this place is billions and billions of years old. They're not looking at the signs. If you look at the signs, it's evident. This place is not that old. Okay. But anyway, you've got Genesis, and then all of a sudden there's Exodus. They left somewhere, or they left Egypt. Okay, then you've got Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is actually a recap of what happened right here. It really is. Oh, some people talk about, well, it's got the Mosaic Law in it. But, I mean, how long does it take you to recite the Ten Commandments? There's some other details about priests and whatever, and, and eating and whatever, but it was for a particular reason. Anyway, here's what happens. You come down here to Joshua... They get into the promised land, finally. Land flowing with what? With what? Milk and honey. It was supposed to be what? It's not like, I'm taking you to gloom and doom. Your worst nightmare. No. It was supposed to be a path of blessing. Even in the book of Genesis, when uh, Moses, I mean, excuse me, when uh, a- Abraham came along and his sons, it was a constant blessing, blessing, blessing. Okay. And of course, it has to do with the Lord. It's not what just happens. It's the Lord. Anyway, in Joshua, Moses was told right at the end of Deuteronomy, God says, look, when you leave, the nation's going to go down real fast. They're going to start worshiping idols. It was not because of sin. Some people say it was because of sin. No, it was worshiping idols because you're going to blow it. You're going to make mistakes. The problem is worshiping other gods. I don't want God anymore. I want this God that you make with your hands or whatever. And they were throwing their kids to the fire. You know, worshiping gods that you take your children and burn them. And you wonder, some people go, well, I don't understand why. You know, read the Bible. The reason God was hot about this. It, because it was killing them. Okay. Then you come down here at the end of Joshua, and Joshua says, as for me and my house, what? We're going to serve the Lord. Of course, they all agree, we're going to serve the Lord too. Okay. Well, in Judges, boy, it just went down fast. And then you have Ruth, and all of a sudden you have First and Second Samuel, historic, and all of a sudden, here's the kings right here. And that's the end of it. First and Second Kings, and actually you could pick up at the end of Kings in just a matter of a few hundred years, and here's Jesus. So here you can see what's going on. And I'm going to give you a snapshot of what took place between what the scriptures talk about, a good king and an evil king. One of the evil kings was called Manasseh. And we, we, we looked at him uh, at the end of 2 Kings last week. He took one of his kids and said, oh, I worship this God, Dagon, and took his kid and just gave him into the hands. You can see pictures of this stupid thing. This, this thing had a head of a cow. Oh, I worship old Bessie. 
Lily flag. Let's worship Lily flag the cow. How stupid. Oh, Lily flag made this glorious world. That's what they were doing. One of the kings set up two cows. What did Aaron do when Moses was on Mount Sinai? And they thought, well, Moses is dead. He ain't ever coming back. Aaron, Moses' brother, took all the jewelry. Well, not all, some jewelry because they were loaded. He asked everybody give me an earring. And out of one earring, they melted a gold cow. Oh, mercy. But see, you got to understand, people did not know anything about God. That's the reason God had Pharaoh's heart hardened. He said, I got to show everybody who God is. They don't know. They were worshiping the Nile River. They were worshiping the sun God. They had no idea. Moses comes along and says, there's going to be frogs here tomorrow. <laughs> and you couldn't stop the frogs. They turned the Nile into blood and you couldn't do that. Like the first, their magicians could do these things and then they couldn't. If you watch, they couldn't keep up with them. After the second plague, no way. But anyway, so now we got David here. Let's see what happens. We got this little thing that Moses had uh, was told to put together called the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. And that was the place that God would show his presence. Okay, There were cherubims over it. There was two big angels. And they had to carry this thing around. They actually carried it around for 40 years. So here we are. So here we are. This is the second king. The first king was Saul, and he died, and he actually didn't obey the Lord. And it's not a matter of, well, you shouldn't obey the Lord. He was worshiping other gods. That's what they're referencing when they're saying obey the Lord. Because you can walk out of here and lose your cool and not love somebody. You know what I'm saying? If you don't love your brother, the scripture says you're a murderer. You know, whoops. <clears throat> but anyway, let's watch what happens here. See if God really wants us to be happy. Well, I believe he does. So let's watch what happens here. After David had consulted with all his army officers, he addressed the assembled men of Israel as follows. Since you think that I should be your king, and since the Lord God has given his approval, let us send messages to our brothers throughout the land of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, inviting them to come and join us. And let's bring back the ark of our God, for we have been neglecting it ever since Saul became king. Now, if you remember or not, but back in the days of Judges, the Philistines stole the ark, and it didn't bless them <laughs> when they got it. They stuck it in front of their god, Dagon, which was a totem pole-looking thing, you know, whatever it was. And the next morning, the totem pole, whoo, boom, had fell over on his face. And he stuck the totem pole back up. The next morning, his arms fell off. So there's something about this ark, and God was trying to make his point here. But anyway, so the ark has been over at somebody's house. I think somebody named Obed or something like that. Why would David want it back? Well, it represents, and it was the place where God's presence was. There was a unanimous consent for everyone agreed with him. So David summoned the people of Israel from across all the na across the nation that they should present that uh, that they should be present when the ark was brought uh, from. We'll just say Lacey Springs here. Now, why do we want everybody there? Well, I mean, this is a holy thing, you know. I mean, it's uh, you you do you do. So let's watch what happens. Then David and all Israel, they went to, you know, they went to Morgan City, we'll say. Kirith Jerem in Judah to bring back the ark of the Lord enthroned above the angels. It was taken from the house of, that's where it was, Ahinadab on a new cart. Okay, these, you know, a couple of mules are going to get it. Anyway, these two fellows, David and so-and-so, we'll just say, it was Uzzah and Ohio, whatever, drove the oxen. Then, now watch this. Then David and all the people, now what is that? danced before the Lord. You know, if there's anything you don't want to be happy about, it's God. I mean, I mean, he's always aggravated with us. We're not, 
We're never pleasing him. And we're just, I mean, I, I mean, I just, ooh, it's a, you know, he never helps me. <laughs> I beg your pardon? These people were happy because they knew he helped them. They knew. That's the reason David said, let's go get the ark. We want it back. They would bring the ark out when they went to battle. And I tell you what, they'd knock them out. They'd win. Ah, but look what happened. So anyway, they're singing uh, great enthusiasm, accompanied by singing and zithers, harps and tambourines, cymbals and trumpets. But as they arrived at the threshing floor of Shaddon, whatever this place is, the oxen stumbled. Whoops, hit a bump. Uzzah, this guy, we'll call him Bill, whatever, he reached out his hand to steady the ark. Bill did. Uh-oh. Then the anger of the Lord blazed against Bill, we'll call him, and killed him because he touched the ark. Well, see, that's the stuff I don't understand. Well, just wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus died for a reason. He didn't die just to show out and say, I could take it. I can take the nails. We, it was really, it looks silly. The story of Christmas is silly. We had, I mean, the Christianity looks stupid. Our great king was a martyr. But see, somebody had to die for our sins. Okay, but anyway, let's see what happens here. Understandably, look what David did. David was angry at the Lord. God, what's up with this? Well, remember, if you went back there and read about Moses and stuff, there was only certain people that were supposed to carry the ark, supposed to touch the ark, and all these things. And it's very important. Anyway, so anyway, David was angry at the Lord for what he had done to Uzzah. And he named the place the outbreak against Uzzah. He actually named the town. Huntsville. Huntsville means what? The guy that touched the ark and God killed him. <laughs> I mean, oh man. And it's still called that today. Now David was afraid of God and asked, how shall we ever get the ark home? Well, watch what happens. Just keep watching. Remember, you're reading your Bible by yourself. So if you're reading it with me this morning. Finally, he decided to take it to the home of Obed-Edom. That's that guy. We'll just call him... Fred, okay, took it to Fred's house, the Gittite, instead of bringing it to the city of David. The ark remained there with the, look at this. Does that mean anything? Yes, it, it means something that's associated with you. You know, God is on a personal level with all of us. So now the ark is sitting at the family of a certain fellow, we're going to call him Fred, for three months. Now look at this. And the Lord blessed him and his family. Hmm. See, that's why David wanted the ark with him. But anyway, where it's parked right now, it's blessing the pants off of this family. Now, it's unfortunate that this guy here tried to reach out and touch it, but God had already warned Moses. He said, when you get all this stuff built, nobody can go into this part, and nobody can touch this and touch that or whatever. That's the reason all horrible stuff took place when the Philistines thought they had a gold mine and they stole it. They actually sent the thing off with, if you read the story, they put some uh, reward or whatever, some uh, financial, uh, uh, I want to try to say presents in there to try to um, uh, please the Israelites and God and get it out of their country. And when the people saw the ark coming down the road by itself with two oxen, they go, here comes the ark. And everybody was excited. 15th chapter. We're going to move that ark again this time. This time, David had read his Bible and found out only the Levites are supposed to touch it. Okay. And you also got to understand these Levites ain't been reading their Bible either. They're going, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kin to, to Aaron. I'm a priest then. See, they, they, they had all just, just suppressed all their knowledge of the Lord. 
But David, it's reason you can see why David was raised up to be king. David loved the Lord since he was a little kid. And David wasn't like, well, you know, he never does anything for me. No, the problems, lions and bears and whatever. David was like, man, the Lord will deliver me and he'll deliver you. 15th chapter, David, it's Chronicles, First Chronicles 15.1. Now David built several palaces for himself in Jerusalem. He had also built a new tabernacle to house the ark of God. Now it's interesting, you'll see tabernacle and temple. Tabernacle means a temporary facility, okay? So watch those two words because Solomon is going to build a temple. It's going to be a permanent structure. This is temporary, but at least it's close to home. So anyway, he built this tabernacle to house the ark of God and issued these instructions. When we transfer the ark <laughs> to its new home, all right, no one except the Levites may carry it. For God has chosen them for this purpose. They are to minister to him forever. Okay. Then David summoned all, Syria, uh, excuse me, all Israel to Jerusalem to celebrate the bringing of the ark into the new tabernacle. Again, notice this. What's the party for? You know, David's just trying to push his Christianity off on us. Oh, mercy. I want to push my Christianity off on everybody, too. Jesus is so fantastic. He will take care of everything you ever need. He really will. If you're broke, he'll get you some money. If you're sick, he'll heal you. If you're not happy, he'll make you happy. Watch this. David summoned all Israel to Jerusalem to celebrate the bringing of the ark to the new tabernacle. There were the priests of Le- uh, excuse me, these were the priests and Levites present. 120 from, we're not going to read them all, but again, this is chronicled. You don't just make up these names. So anyway, watch this. He said, all right, you guys are the leaders of the Levites. Now go and sanctify yourselves that you may bring in the Ark of Jehovah. David had been reading. He found out about it. It's written in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, what to do. The Lord destroyed us before because we handled the matter improperly. You were not carrying it. We had a guy who was not supposed to be what? A high priest. Oh, that we had somebody that would intercede between us and God one day. Well, we do. It's Jesus. That's the reason this we're going through this wonderful season of Christmas coming up. He is our high priest. I mean, there is not one thing that would hinder you from getting your ear with God anymore. It's not going to happen anymore. Well, David even knew back here. He says, we got to figure it out now. Okay, Levites. And he, he, David, it's just like that was Josiah that we looked at last week. One of the last kings before they all went off to Nebuchadnezzar land. You know, they were all taken slaves because they worshiped idols. Josiah, boy, he ran it. It was fantastic because they found the Bible. Guess what we found in the temple? Guess what also they found? Now, this is not, but they found the Zodiac. They found these other gods and stuff that the other kings and grandpa king and grandpa, grandpa, grandpa stuck in the temple. Man, they weren't worshiping God. But Josiah found the Bible and he goes, oh, we are in trouble. And so he hurried real fast to try to clean up the nation. He did a great job and God was blessing them fantastically. David knew these things. He said, okay, you guys are the ones supposed to carry it. So the priests and the Levites underwent the ceremonies of sanctification, preparation for bringing home the Ark of Jehovah. Basically, they shaved themselves. They did a whole bunch of stuff. Then the Levites carried the Ark on their shoulders. Notice they're not dead. It didn't kill them. Why? Because they were priests. Just as the Lord had instructed Moses, King David ordered the Levite leaders to organize the singers in the orchestra, and they played loudly, and look at this. Oh, they must have played a dirge. It was joyous. Something's wrong in your life if you're not happy. 
now that you know Jesus and now that you understand He lives in your heart. Something's wrong. Deal with it. Figure out what it is. If you're not happy and you don't even know what it is, just ask the Lord. Lord, I, 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 I need to be happy. I'm tired of not being happy. He'll fix it because He ordered everybody in the country to be here. Boy, they were having a great time. Watch this. Upon the psalteries and the harps and the cymbals, He-Man, the son of Joel, Asaph, the son of Berechiah, and Ethan, the son of... Well, we're losing it a little bit right there. In other words, all these people, look at this. They were heads of the musicians. Praise the Lord. The following men were chosen to be their assistants. I'm not going to list all those, but they're there. Look at verse 19. These guys were to sound the bronze cymbals. Wow! These guys, there was an octet accompanied by harps. My goodness. The trumpets are fixing to break out here in a second. The song leader was Kaniah. You may have heard that name. I mean, they had a fantastic orchestra going on here. Having a great time. Well, I bet God didn't want all this. Oh, yes, he did. Remember, suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts singing. Remember in, in Luke, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 1? Praise the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What's all the hubbub about? We got a Savior. David's excited because, woo, we got the ark with us. And remember, wherever that ark was, God was blessing that place. Praise the Lord. Look at this. These other, tr- these other uh, trumpet guys, they had the bugle corps, and they marched in ahead of the procession. Don't you know they were playing something that made sense? They weren't just making, oh my gosh, I can't wait for them to quit. Dustin has played trumpet, Joy's played flute, and 